0: Hi, this is shannon courier coming up next on the highway to hope podcast we're talking to heath sanders he is a part of our highway to hope virtual concert event on sunday may 16th from 6 to 8 p.m you won't want to miss it here's a preview of his awesome down home country music
1: Let out a long time ago and the world ain't ever going back to the way we know it. Well, call me crazy, but I wouldn't buy that lie even if they paid me. I think we got a pretty damn good thing going. It's one of those minor wrong really don't care things But don't go stepping on our steel toes We don't need no change
0: Hey, y'all. This is Shannon Curry, or the Director of Philanthropy and Development with the St. Christopher Truckers Relief Fund. We are back today on the SCF Highway to Hope podcast. Joining me, as always, is our awesome executive producer, Greg Thompson. Hey, Greg.
2: Hey, Shannon. And I always love when somebody says, I'm awesome. And you know what? We've got an awesome series of podcasts people heard in the preview that we are featuring the artists that you're going to have for this incredible virtual concert on may 16th
0: we are we have a great lineup of really some amazing artists We have well-known artists, we have industry artists, we have a Horizon artist joining us. I'm so excited to have every single one of these people. And we are, we're gonna take each artist and we're gonna highlight them in their own podcast so we can share with you all, our listeners, who they are, how they got into the industry, why they wanted to be a part of this event, and just really kind of dig in and get to know these artists, you know, one-on-one.
2: Before we get to our first artist, and as folks heard, It's Heath Sanders. He is a rising star in country music and kudos to your group for securing him for this show. Tell us a little bit about how the Highway to Hope concert came together.
0: Anybody that knows me knows that I'm a dreamer. I reach for the stars. I dream big. And I think if you have an awesome idea, the right people are going to want to get on board with you. And that's really what happened. It was the right people at the right time. I had this vision for this virtual concert and I really wanted some big names to go with us. And so I reached out to my friend Donna Horton at Radio Nemo and I said, hey, this is what I want to do. And this is who I want. I want Winona Judd to be the headliner. And so she's friends with Winona. That's why I reached out to Donna. And so she is like, I love it. Let's do it. Let me put in the call. And literally, it was the same day we got a yes back from Winona to get this started. From there, Winona said, let me call my friend Billy Dean. And Billy said yes. And then, you know, I got connected with some agents and came to learn about Heath, who you'll learn in his interview is connected to the trucking industry from the oil fields. Like I say, it's the right people at the right time that make events like this happen. And I'm thankful for every single person that's been a part of it. It's going to be amazing.
2: Well, and what's been really cool for me is this has given me an opportunity to reconnect with some musicians. As you know, we've shared offline that I really started my career in all of this craziness by doing some interviews out of my college dorm room, setting them up with artists like Dickie Betts and Johnny Van Zandt, who went on to sing for Leonard Skinner and Charlie Daniels. And I wanna thank you for allowing me to be a part of these interviews. You know, it's so cool to talk to musicians because they are the ultimate creative people, I think. They're able to put a concept in a song. And what I love about these interviews that we've been able to do is that we've been able to go very deep with these folks on the songwriting process, what's influenced them, and just some really neat stuff has come out of it.
0: We have. It's very interesting. You know, that's what's fun about these artists. There's mm-hmm. so much that music impacts. And when people are having a good day there's music to go along with it. When they're having a bad day, there's music that people reach out to. And so we get to learn some of the creative process behind their music, why they chose songs they did, what was going on in their lives when they wrote these songs, the impact that these songs have had on people. So it's been a lot of fun. It's something different than we've done before. And it's been exciting i love the backstories of music you yeah. know that's the fun stuff because i know how you know a song might affect me and sometimes that may be what the artist was going through when they wrote it but then it could be something totally different and you're like oh i never really thought about the song that way so there's just all these fun nuances that you learn as you talk to these artists
2: well let's get to our first artist again he's a rising star in country music I think you guys are going to really love him on the May 16th show. And I think you're going to enjoy hearing the perspective of Heath Sanders.
0: Heath Sanders joins us today on the SCF podcast. Heath, we're happy to have you join us today.
3: Thanks, Shannon. I appreciate it. Good to be here.
0: I love your southern accent. That is a strong Arkansas accent, I do believe.
3: Yes, I'm where you're from.
0: (laughs) I was gonna say that's from one strong accent to another. I'm from (laughs) Alabama. Awesome. Yeah.
3: I got a good buddy here in town, old Jeremy Bussey. He's from Alabama, man. And I me, mean, me and him just talk up storm. I understand every word.
0: We're excited to have you today. We're excited to share. Horizon Artist, I've been listening to your music. I absolutely love it. I love the sound. It harkens me back to Chris Stapleton, to be honest with you, who was one of my favorites. And so that's just who I think about when I hear your voice and when I hear your tone. So I'm really, really enjoying being introduced to your music. I'll be singing along with you here before long. We were riding down the road just this past Saturday, running some errands, and we listened to The Highway on XM Radio radio and on came Heath Sanders. I was texting my cohort in this concert, Donna Horton from Radio Nebo, and I'm like, guess who I'm listening to? And it was Heath Sanders on the highway on XM. So that was pretty exciting.
3: Yeah, it's just crazy to me. It's just crazy to me that thinking back three years ago, I was just living in the middle of nowhere, Arkansas, working in the oil field. Now i got songs on Sirius XM and on the radio. I don't know. It's all real wild to me.
0: What was that like hearing yourself for the first time on the radio? Did you know it was coming or was it like, oh my goodness, that's me?
3: No, the actual first time I heard it, people just started sending it to me, just videos of it. And I think it was a station out of Conway, Arkansas that played my first single. I don't know, it was just such a huge stepping stone in this industry. It's just this huge pat on the back and validation for all your hard work. It's pretty amazing, i got to be honest.
0: I would feel the same way, I think. I'm not a singer, so I can't even imagine how good that would feel to hear your songs out there. I think that's awesome. And music just really brings people together, especially during the crazy time that we're in. Let's kind of start at the beginning. How did you get started in music? Like, what is the background? I know you used to be out in the oil field. So how did that transition happen?
3: Well, I guess the love for music really started really early. My grandpa, he was really musically inclined, and about everybody in my immediate family sang or played the guitar or something, and of course, my dad was a preacher. I had several preachers in my family, as a matter of fact, so as soon as I was able to crawl on stage at church, they were putting me up there and having me sing songs and stuff. Started playing the drums at 10 years old. That was really my first love. Of course, I sang all those years in church and stuff. Ended up picking up the guitar and learning how to play the guitar in my early 20s, and Went out and played a couple bars and uh, for a few months around central Arkansas and realized that it just really wasn't for me trying to start a career in the oil field and, and construction and stuff. Staying out those nights just wasn't sitting real right with me. So I just walked away from it and never really played more than on the couch at home or on the tailgate at some party somewhere. Hell, that's probably a song on we'll tailgate at some party somewhere.
0: That's right. But, uh,
3: but yeah, ended up getting in the old field in my mid-20s. Like, they ended up cutting our hours. was doing real good, having a lot of success out there. And I thought that'd be where I retired. In 2017, times got tight and cut her overtime. And I just had to pick up a side gig, and that side gig ended up being music. Sheep, four months after I started playing out, I got noticed by Bobby Bones. A couple of videos went viral on Facebook and man, here we are. Next thing you know, I'm in Nashville and with a record deal and a publishing deal. And it's been wild. It's been wild. I'm certainly grateful for it.
2: And Heath, did that experience in the oil field, did that experience in the bars, I'm sure it humbled you as you came into this, realizing how special this is. Can you talk about that a little bit? How did that color where you are today?
3: Yeah, it really set in when I moved to Nashville, and I got to know some of the people here, and I got to talking to some of my friends, you know, buddy of mine named Mark Irwin. He wrote Here in the Real World at Alan Jackson Cut, but that was back in like the early 80s, like 83 or 84. I think he came to town in 82. That was the only hit he had until Redneck Crazy by Tyler Farr came out. You know, that was 30 years. So I realized in hearing these people's stories and shaking hands with some of these folks really get to know them here in Nashville, that how lucky I truly am to get to do this and get to be where I'm at. You now, obviously the oil field and my raising plays a huge role in the things that I write. I think at the end of the day, I'm proud I done it all. I'm proud it happened like it did. I'm proud this happened when it did. And I got some life experience before I ended up coming to Nashville. It gave me a lot of material to write about. Even the guys I worked with in the oil field, I throw them in a lot of my songs. So it gave me a lot of material and a lot of things to write about. I had a guy tell me one time, just write what you know, man, you can never go wrong. And so that's what I do. And I'm just grateful for, grateful for all those years out there in the field and construction and all that.
0: I think that's probably where the honesty of your music comes in, because you are writing about things you know. You're talking about just sitting on a tailgate. That's how I grew up, sitting in somebody's field with a bonfire on a tailgate, drinking a beer. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) that's just life. But it was awesome that's where the honesty from your music comes in the believability and you can just hear it in your voice it's just your life it's who you are
3: i feel like and especially right now country music we've had a good run of some poppy stuff and some different kind of feeling country music but i think we've reached a point as far as country music fans go because i mean i've been a country music consumer only up until three years ago i think where we're sitting at as far as just the listener we're ready to see some balance back like some some old heartfelt That's one thing that country music always had. It always stood up for tradition and morals and values and hard work. And Lord, if we've ever needed that, we need it now. I hope it's on its way back and I hope I'm a part of it.
2: Heath, when you think about the history of country music, you come from a state and a region that produced one of country music's greatest stars. For my money, somebody who is on the Mount Rushmore of country music, and that would be Johnny Cash. Absolutely. So talk to me about being a native Arkansan, coming from the same state as Johnny Cash and now being in the same industry as Johnny Cash. To your point, how is country
3: music gonna go forward? Not only Johnny Cash, man, Joe Nichols and Tracy Lawrence, Ashley McBride. The amount of Arkansas that's really made it in country music is pretty astounding, man. Being from Arkansas, I always thought of us as kind of a little Texas. We're kind of Texas's shy little brother or something. We don't make a whole lot of noise or nothing, but we're extremely proud to be where we're from, especially up in the Ozark Mountains. Hillbilly culture and just old, good old country living, it's celebrated. We love that stuff. So, yeah, it's cool to be able to kind of feed from that sound and that way of life. Something really special to me, for sure.
0: Pete, I'm going to jump a little bit back to your days in the oil field. I've been in this industry about six years. I don't know that I know a whole lot about the oil field industry. What is that like?
3: Well, first off, it's dangerous. We've come a long way since the days of old. We've engineered a lot of the safety issues out of the oil field. It's a good job. There's just a lot of something that can't be bought or paid with is that camaraderie that you get from the guys out there, the guys and the girls. There's something special about being on the forefront of America's energy independence and just taking care of each other out there. Because if you don't do your job, you don't hold yourself accountable, man. You can call somebody their life. So a lot of good work values, a lot of good ethics, a lot of good camaraderie to pull from in that industry, man. It's just something special, just like any industry is, though. i got a lot of buddies here, are lining back home. They're a big family. I don't know, man, I think that's what I love so much about that blue-collar culture is that we all know how hard we work. We recognize each other and we appreciate each other for it.
2: Speaking of a blue-collar culture and the blue-collar working, man, talk to us about your impressions and your thoughts about the truck drivers out there.
3: My step-granddaddy, he lived in desert Arkansas for a while. He hauled the low boy for a long time. I think I'm getting the name of that right. I don't know all the trucker terms and all that, so I'm not going to act like a do, but that man put in a lot of hours, a lot of hours. You know, I saw how hard he worked. Without truckers, we ain't got nothing. You got an empty building, empty grocery stores. Without these guys out there busting it every day, from what I understand, when that's rough on your back, it's hard work just like anything else. If I hate to do anything, it's to drive. I'm sure proud them boys are willing to do it for us all.
0: Yeah, it's definitely an industry that can sometimes, as with a lot of blue collar industries, can be underappreciated until things aren't there or until things aren't working. Unfortunately, we have been going through this last year plus of COVID. You got to take the positive from the negative. And so it has shined a light on the trucking industry as far as how needed they are and how dependent upon these men and women are. And so that has been a positive. And I've been happy to see that. I'm happy to see the respect for the industry increase. So that's been awesome. I think all industries are like that. We all take advantage of things like that, blue collar things until we need them. And then we realize exactly how important they are.
3: That's right. I think you got these guys and gals waking up every morning, putting their boots on and going to work and not complaining. And they're basically carrying the world on their shoulders. It's easy to forget about that because everything's running just smooth and like a well-oiled machine. And when you go to the grocery store, there's toilet paper there. Everything you need there. Like you said, it's so easy to take that for granted, man. Unless you're getting up and doing it every day, you just don't know. I don't know. I feel like for me, that's why I try to write a lot about that. I think if I can get a message, across that kind of explains the kind of life these folks live man and how much blood sweat and tears they actually pour in to what they do and a lot of them ain't getting near enough pay i'm just appreciative to them i think that's my job coming from where i came from is to sing about them old boys and gals and give them a pat on the back man because they sure deserve it
1: There's a suit and tie Leaving a five for a waitress Scraping by on minimum wage There's a preacher man in a Cadillac Driving by a cardboard sign That says Jesus saves There's a hometown call. His bags packed, all dressed up in army green. Just fighting for the right to see old glory fly, and someone to take a name. And we're all on a different journey. We're all fighting. All in love in common ground. We're the haves and we're the have nots and
0: reached out to you. Your agent thought you might be interested in being a part of this because you are connected to the industry and you know what it is like to get up and do what they do day in and day out. I think it's going to be a great connection and we're so excited to introduce you to the drivers that we know and love and say, you know, hey, this guy knows where you're coming from and he's got some awesome music. He's writing about what you all live every day. So what did you hear about us in this concert series that made you want to be a part of this?
3: As soon as I saw truckers in the header, well, there's that. I just sent them a text, man, I'm in, move what we got to move. I said, forget it, man. I, I don't know, man, it don't take much for me to get on board with things like this, especially right now. We all need a little help every now and then. Golly, man, it's the least I can do. I ain't no telling how many truckers out there has my music. If I can donate a little bit of my time, that's the very least I can do.
2: I've got one other question for you. The pandemic has shut down the touring industry with live performances, which is a huge part of revenue for musicians. How have you dealt with the pandemic?
3: I think we've all had it tough, just like everybody else in every other industry, but we've scraped by and made the best of it. It gave us a lot of time to buckle down and write. Where I was out on the road before, so I was only getting to write a couple or three days a week. It gave me the opportunity to write four and five days a week. Really invest some time in my craft and in songs. As far as the artistry side of it, I think it might have been good for us. And obviously that money side is a struggle for everybody. I got a pub deal and Rap Song still pays me. Thankful to Sony for that.
2: Well, I'm sure that, and with the Highway to Hope series that you're going to be a part of, you can appreciate the impact financially that an illness or injury, putting America's truckers off the road and what SCF does and how that helped. Because your industry has been hit so hard, I'm sure that you can appreciate that. Was that something else that might have inspired you to get involved with this?
3: Yeah, I think the music industry has stuff lined up. The Music Cares thing helped out a lot of my friends, man. I see it firsthand. I see it helping folks. So these things that really reach out directly to the affected man, those are the things I want to be a part of and on the front lines of can be.
0: So tell us what you have going on other than this concert for St. Christopher Fund and the rest of the artists. Tell us what you have going on. Do you have any dates coming up? Are you able to play anything at all yet? I know your album is out.
3: Yeah, we're starting to see some stuff open up. I got a show Friday night in Lafayette, Alabama at the Oak Farm there. We got some shows lining up. I think a lot of the states are starting to open back up, and I think we're starting to see some good numbers from that from what I hear. And I think we'll still do our part, see that everything's done safely, but I think it's time to get back to work. I think we've all reached that point to let's do what we can to keep this thing at bay, but let's all get back to work. It couldn't be a better time for me because, you know, like you said, we just put the EP out and just released a single. It's going to be good to get out there and maybe get to shake some hands and hug some necks. Once this thing's over, boy, nobody better walk in arm's length to me because I'm hugging everybody. <laughs> I pass, I'll just tell you.
0: I'm a hugger, too. I cannot wait to get out in public. So when we get to this concert in May, I'm just saying I'm going to be hugging everybody there.
3: Let's
1: go. I'm ready.
0: <laughs> I have to ask what's your favorite song do you have a favorite song I know I have a favorite song already do you have a favorite song off this album
3: yeah I think Common Ground's gotta be my favorite I think it's one of my favorites I've ever wrote it's just special to me I got to write it with a couple really good friends of mine and it was just really something special It's really a toss up between Old School and Common Ground for our Old School's end and Common Ground for me yeah, I think Common is probably
2: my favorite. Now, Shannon, that's like asking you who your favorite kid is, when you ask a songwriter <laughs> what their favorite song is.
0: Um, <laughs> usually they have one, at least if you narrow it down to a specific album. There's one that just meant that something extra special. I figured it was Common Ground. I figured that was going to be the answer. So that's the favorite. Y'all go out there and find Common Ground, download it, buy it. However you get your music, go get it, go get the album. Heath, we've had such a great time with you today. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. I'm looking forward to meeting you in person next month, singing some songs. I'm going to know lyrics by then, and I'll be able to sing along over on the side.
3: Yeah. Well, great <laughs> man, and thank y'all so much. Can't wait to see y'all. Can't wait to shake y'all's hand, hug y'all's neck, and can't wait to have a good time, man. It's going to be a
2: blast.
0: It is.
2: Once again, folks. That's rising country music artist, Heath Sanders, right here with us on the SCF Highway to Hope podcast. Greg Thompson back here with your Highway to Hope podcast host, Shannon Courier. Shannon, what a cool guy Heath is, and he's at such a good point in his life, particularly for somebody who is a rising country artist.
0: He is, he's got a great backstory, as you all heard in this interview. He's just, you know, the down-home, blue-collar, man-of-the-people kind of guy, and his music reflects that. I have really enjoyed getting to listen to his music, learn his songs, so I'm going to be ready to sing along come concert day, and we just appreciate him joining us. It's been a pleasure.
2: Let's talk a little bit about the details for May 16th.
0: The concert is a virtual concert. It is on May 16th from 6 to 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Tickets are $20 and with your $20 you'll also get a free CD from Nastic from their Grando Trucking show. That's going to be an awesome free gift for you guys to be a part of the event. I also want to thank as well Donna Horton for helping me put this together. And I also want to thank our sponsors. Without these main sponsors stepping in beside us, we would never be able to make this happen. And so thank you to NASTIC. That's the National Association of Small Trucking Companies and Averitt Express. Without these two companies, this would not be happening. Now, we're going to have plenty more sponsors to announce as well along the way. But I wanted to give these two a shout out and just thank them for really covering the bulk of the cost of this and making this happen
2: for us okay shannon the most important question i'm going to ask you during this podcast series is the following how do i get my ticket to the may 16th virtual concert the highway to hope benefit for scf
0: that is the best question and i have the best answer you can go to our website at truckersfund.org and click on the slider that's on the main screen to purchase your ticket. Once you purchase your ticket for $20, then you will get a code to log in to the live event if you go to the live event you're going to punch in your code on the day of and it's going to take you to the event and let me just go ahead and tell everybody too this is a live event even though it's virtual it is a live event it will not be available past the live date of may 16th from 6 to 8 pm so if you don't have a ticket you will not have an opportunity to be a part of this event at a later date
2: and it's important to note as you said it's a live event So, if you buy a ticket, you need to make sure that you have a calendar reminder or something that tells you that I need to be on my computer, I need to be at my device, on the date, at the time, because once it's shown live, it's gone.
0: Right. It's a one and done. So, if you buy your ticket, we don't want you to miss this event, and it's going to be an awesome event. It's $20 and you're getting five artists and a portion of your donation for $20 comes back to St. Christopher Fund and supports the men and women behind the wheel. So it's an awesome event. You know, we hope to be able to do this again and we hope to be able to do it live. So this is our maiden voyage for this type of event. And so we hope everybody will join us for it. I think it's going to be fantastic and I hope everybody's talking about it later. So go grab your ticket at truckersfund.org. Set that calendar reminder so you can join us for the live event Sunday, May 16th from 6 to 8 p.m.